Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It's the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. Now, the fintech landscape in Singapore has evolved in a thriving ecosystem, cementing its position as a leading hub for fintech startups, establishing businesses as well as investors. Now, Singapore's growth in the industry was driven by the confluence of several factors. Now, you've got a strategic geographic location, robust regulatory framework, as well as forward-thinking government policies all committed to nurturing innovation and as a result we've attracted quite a lot of startups, we've established financial institutions tech unicorns, we're all converging to drive the ascent of fintech here in Singapore so let's talk about how financial institutions can leverage AI and emerging tech for greater bank security. On the line with me is Wen Huang who is APEC Chief Technology Officer for SoftServe. Wen, good afternoon how are you? Good afternoon, Elliot, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate your time. Let's talk about SoftServe, a technology company specializing in consultancy services and software development. Tell us a little bit about some of the segments that you're in. Uh, sure. Uh, so globally, we actually cover a wide variety of industries, everything from FSI, so financial services like banking and insurance, to uh, energy, which uh, could be um, renewables, traditional oil and gas, public utilities, healthcare and retail, logistics and uh, manufacturing. Hmm. So next week here in Singapore, we celebrate the Singapore Fintech Festival. But to really understand the fintech landscape here in Singapore, it's quite complex, isn't it? Could you help explain it to us a bit? Uh, yeah, I, no, as, as you said earlier, uh, Singapore is in just an absolutely amazing place to be, um, especially these days when it comes to all things financial services. And sort of uh, part of our background actually uh, is working with software providers, startups, uh, all the way to uh, you know our much uh, storied uh, financial institutions. And if we look at the landscape as a whole, it really is, I would almost describe it, a, a very interconnected ecosystem. Right. And uh, as technology matures, as uh, consumer preferences uh, change, a lot of um, the interactions between, we can call it maybe sort of smaller players, um, very focused uh, companies, and large organizations as connectors become very important. So it's less about these days, uh, what is your interaction with perhaps your favorite bank, your favorite insurance company, but rather who are all the additional sort of supporting players that are providing either the data, uh, individual services, and even we'll call it uh, new experiences, um, both kind of virtual and physical that really make up what we you know, view as finance these days. When, if everything is interconnected, as you mentioned, then would there be a need or even stronger need for certain standardized procedures? What's your observation on this front? So at a high level, um, if, we, if we look at what you know, perhaps the Monetary Authority of Singapore, uh, MAS, uh, is doing, a lot of standardization, um, best practices, uh, rules and regulations are absolutely needed. And, and I think this is one of, you know, perhaps one of the reasons, at least my personal opinion, that Singapore is, is a brilliant place to not only build businesses, but also as a consumer, is that there is a very nice, structured, and uh, logical way of how you actually conduct uh, business, how you do transactions, and how you, very importantly these days, uh, safeguard uh, your data and certainly your money. Mm. So next week, Singapore's FinTech Festival will be focusing on the growth and adoption of AI. At the same time, we see the spotlight on preparedness and resilience towards security risks. What are some of the gaps that still exist now? Yeah, so if we look at, if we look at, I'll call it more the intersection of your data as your foundation and then what AI and, um, uh, 
advanced analytics can um, can do for uh, you know really for, for for two segments. One is the businesses, and the other is for individuals. A lot of the gaps uh, are still almost traditional in, in many ways, and, and I, I would describe it really as uh, three layers. One is around the people, so the, the end consumers, the users, the employees. Uh, level sort of the second layer is around the organization, um, the policies, the procedures, uh, the governance, the frameworks, um, you know, adherence to uh, risk and compliance. And then lastly is really the technology. Um, mm where the technology can support um, how do we perhaps better educate uh, end consumers around how they share the data, how they um, use uh, the data and transactions. Um, I think we hear a lot about things like phishing um, these days, right? So it, it's very important that, that we view not just what can technology and AI do, but really also very importantly, very classically, how do we make sure that um, employees, uh, consumers, are aware of um, how data is evolving and being used, especially these days in a rapidly changing digital landscape. For organizations, uh, what is the education that they are providing for their employees? Um, What are the best practices, the governance? And then lastly, the technology allows us to, especially if we look at AI, to help cover some of these gaps where uh, perhaps uh, back in the day you might have um, individuals looking, uh, pouring over um, data transactions and identifying anomalies. Uh, You can now use AI to uh, detect in um, actually real time perhaps um, anonymous tra- uh, transactions, put a stop to it, or put a hold on to it, and even uh, in many cases now starting to predict where certain uh, breaches and attacks might actually happen. Mm. When I apologize if this comes across as quite naive. I'm intentionally asking it this way. Mm. Why can't we just track the bad guys? Or is what we see in the movies that powerful, a VPN really could ping the IP address uh, all over the world? Uh, it's naive at all, Elliot. Um, <laughs> I, I ask myself the same question all the time. It's it's a bit like it's, a, it's like a cat and mouse game. Yeah, um, yeah. As we discover new ways to delight end customers, uh, new technologies, uh, new services. Um, of course, the the villains, if you will, um, are also finding ways to uh, take advantage of these new services and new technologies. So so oftentimes it becomes a, a constant race because for every you know, new delight that we have that we can offer into the market, there will be someone there trying to figure out how do I take advantage of this? How do I make money and, you know, perhaps do something illegal out of it? So it's a never ending game, really. Yeah, yeah. Regulatory issues being re-examined, what do you guys at SoftServe notice as far as an international framework is concerned? A lot of people talk about it, but it seems really hard to establish. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, for us, um, because we are a global entity, oftentimes a lot of our uh, security practices um, and, and even data and down to um, application development, we look across what different parts of the world, different countries are establishing and implementing its sort of best practices. I mean, I think many of your listeners perhaps uh, would be familiar with uh, GDPR, mm. um, you know, the, the data and privacy and regulations uh, in Europe. Mm. That perhaps is probably the, the, we'll call it the most strict, the tightest yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of um, uh, sort of frameworks. True. And while it might work for the European Union, 
a lot of times, uh, especially here in um, you know Southeast Southeast Asia, I, I do love um, a lot of our external colleagues might oftentimes think of ASEAN as uh, as you know, sort of one country, one entity. Okay. Uh, we we have our own own ways of doing things. We have different governments, different uh, cultural norms, and um, you know different expectations as consumers. So having a global we call it established framework can be challenging because you, you still need to localize for, for the needs of the governments and the businesses that actually operate down to a country level where if you're a very large country, even down to a provincial or um, state level. Well, I love the idea. Yeah. It, 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 I think in practice, um, there's still a lot of customization that, that actually does need to be done. So before we get to that place, or if we ever get to that place, are we unfortunately having to turn to something like AI as a way to protect against risk of, uh, I don't know, cyber risks in that sense? How do you see businesses leveraging AI on this front? Oh, um, AI for me is, I I would think of it as a... A, a trusted buddy, if okay. you will, uh, okay. to uh, to an organization, to users. Um, it it doesn't, it shouldn't be thought of as a replacement to employees, but rather uh, a way to actually augment, to accelerate, and um, really to actually keep up with the pace of innovation and uh, proliferation of technology. Uh, maybe a really easy way to think of this is um, something like the uh, kind of creation and invention of spreadsheets. Um, spreadsheets didn't fundamentally replace people, but it helped us to uh, be more productive. It helped us to communicate more effectively. So I see AI as uh, both uh, something that will really change the landscape on how how we work, how we interact, but it will also be really more, I think, kind of associated a buddy to actually how we work. Mm. And uh, we also understand that SoftServe is going to be at Singapore Fintech Festival 2023. What we can expect from uh, you guys at the event? Yeah, um, we're excited to be part of um, uh, the, the uh, Singapore Fest- Fintech Festival. Uh, we'll actually um, have a booth um, as part of the uh, Ukrainian Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, please, please do come by and visit. And um, there we'll actually be showcasing uh, a number of our technologies. Um, and certainly I'm happy to talk with anyone who would be interested and um, how we think about um, the application of technology to your business needs. And then um, we also have some uh, really cool demos around uh, Gen AI and uh, and a a virtual avatar powered by Gen AI that um, you can interact with uh, live. All right, I will be there and for sure we'll catch up with you then. I've been speaking with Wen Huang, who is APEC Chief Technology Officer for SoftServe. Wen, thank you so much for your time. Have a great weekend ahead. Thank you, Elliot, and you too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.